0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Media Station, WTUG HD2 Northport, W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: It is 11 a.m. on a sunny and hot Friday morning. I am Jacob Harrison filling in for the one and only Travis Ryer for Southern Fried Sports on Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The show, as always, brought to you by Peter Brook here, 1530 McFarland Boulevard. They got all your weekend treats in store, so go give them a, a Visit from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Mondays through Saturdays. So, uh, tomorrow, of course, your last chance of the week to make sure that you make your weekend sweet with incredible chocolate items, chocolate popcorn you name it, they got it. They've also got the uh chocolate classes going on tomorrow as well from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Remember, you got to reserve your spot for those 205 752 0211. Uh, the other days for the uh, chocolate classes are Tuesday and Thursday from 1 to 3 p.m. If you can't get in during the weekend. Uh, but nonetheless, plenty for the kids, plenty for the adults. Plenty of chocolate for everyone at Peterbrook Chocolatier 205-752-0211. They do sponsor the hotline here. And you can call in all day because we do not have a guest. Today we'll be uh, diving into a lot with the NIL situation. JT2 and Maloow. A lot of the current news that is going on, and we very much welcome your phone calls today at 205-342-9904 on the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio hotline. Today, as I fill in for Travis Ryer, someone must fill in for me on the production side, and today, that is Mason Woods, and together we shall form the 60-Minute Men of Sports Talk Radio. Mason, you got in a little late this morning, too. Them dominoes. Fools, do not stop at midnight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it will never not make sense to me. Well, let me rephrase. It makes sense to me why they continue to take deliveries that late at night. There's a lot more money to be money. made. But it it's just, it'd be so easy to just not take deliveries past like 1145, and then everyone gets to go home on time. But that's ev- evidently not an option.
2: Oh, not an option. Not an option. You didn't get PTSD or anything when, when I played living after midnight for Joe. For, as, as a weekend getaway song right no you know i'm
1: pretty <laughs> used to it now i'm just a night owl now
2: i think oh goodness yeah absolutely uh a uh, fun story uh one time uh my family ordered dominoes from the store that mason works at because it's the closest one to where we live and uh i pulled up to get my food and there was mason sitting in the driver uh in the driver's parking lot and uh you gave me an eyeball because I, I took away a little bit of money from him. But there's no guarantee, Mason. There's no guarantee you would have delivered me the pizzas.
1: That is true. That is true. And
2: there's no guarantee that the the driver that I could have had in that situation wouldn't have done the same thing I did, which was drop my lava cakes as soon as I got out of the car.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't guarantee it. So,
2: <laughs> Nonetheless... <laughs> We got plenty to get into. Your phone calls 205-342-9904 on the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Hotline. So, like I said, we're going to get into the NIL thing again. It is the most prevailing news, and luckily, we keep getting uh, slight, and, you know, slight updates uh, throughout the week as far as what's going on here. And and like I said yesterday, this is kind of one of the most important periods of of college football of college athletics. Uh, in its history. There's a lot to, to to unpack with what's going on because history is changing. Amateurism, as we knew it, it's dead. It is gone. Last night, the NCAA, Mark Emmert, they've put in their temporary stay that they will absolve themselves from handling the NIL situation that... Uh, that schools and states will be at their own interpretation of what needs to be done and the NCAA is not going to step in no no player will be uh no player will be disciplined no player will will have to deal with any sort of uh rules from the NCAA on this it's it's done. W- Name image and likeness is here. And it's it's good to know that it, the the fight has finally been won here. It's good to know that there's still uh there's still time to to kind of soak this in and think about it. Uh at least from the Alabama standpoint, we know that the Crimson Tide will be fine. But we do know that there's going to be some issues, as as many people have predicted, and and as as they should. Uh, but at the end of the day, what's important is that this has made progress. Now that being said, all week I've been kind of worried about the fact that the NCAA was probably going to do this, which is uh, absolve themselves completely. And basically, the the main two points. From the NCAA being an athlete will not be penalized for profiting from their name, image, and likeness in states that have NIL regulations. And schools shall post on their websites written policy governing NIL, prohibiting payments from boosters in exchange for athletic performance or attendance at that school. Uh, but it's important to note that restrictions against cheating to get a recruit shall cease to be applicable if it conflicts with any state's NIL law. So it's all going to be up to the schools formulating their plans. We heard uh, you know, a short while ago, Joe kind of lay out exactly what's going to happen, uh, for the Florida Gators. And there's things that the Florida Gators have that the state of Alabama does not have. And that's kind of where Alabama is at the mercy of state legislature and the Florida Gators have their own thing going on until, you know, Florida government decides to put Florida, Florida state, Miami, and all the, the, the other schools, UCF on a level playing field. See, that's what concerns me is that the NCAA had the opportunity to rectify its position. The NCAA had a chance to take what Brett Kavanaugh said, calling their their base of, of business flatly illegal and saying that that they skirted on the possibility of breaking antitrust laws. And instead of taking that and saying, okay. Here's our chance to fix it, correct ourselves in the public eye, get the, get Congress and, and the Supreme Court off our back about our poor leadership. This is our opportunity to put something together that works for everyone, that we can govern, govern, that we can enforce, and that we can handle. Put it in place and start to get some positive vibes going. Through our organization, that's what the NCAA had a chance to do, and they completely and utterly failed. And now it's it's interesting because while yes, the schools now have the opportunity to shape things, the states now have an op- have the opportunity to shape things, and over time. Depending on how long the NCAA allows this to be the structure, which again, far be it from the NCAA's structure to mean there is no actual structure, and to see what's working at certain schools, what's not working at other schools, and figure out a way to make it work together. One of these examples of things being different, and we talked about it earlier with Joe on the Gary Harris show is that for the Florida Gators, their athletes, they have to apply in order to use the logos, the imaging of Florida athletics in Alabama. That is not even on the table. Cannot do it. So it's one of those situations where if you are, a athlete that plays a non-revenue generating sport, if you play anything other than football, <laughs> then what you want to do is make sure that you have the ability to do anything you can that allows you to also use your school's imaging. Because it, it helps verify you. It helps bring credence to your marketability. Whereas the flip side of that is say you're an offensive lineman here at Alabama and you can't use that. You can't use the script A for anything. So you're doing your, your autographs or you're doing this or that or the other, just the absence of that script a brings down the validity a little bit to the common fan. Now there's always going to be the passionate people that know exactly who you are. And there's always going to be the people that that walk past you and realize that you're a monstrous human being and certainly you do something very important for people to watch your autograph or whatever it is you're doing. But having that script A is the immediate recognizer as to why you are important. And that's a big deal. Not only that, but when you're... It, it, say you're going the social media route. You're going the... The, the YouTube route, whatever, where you're a content creator, and that's how you're going to use your marketability. Well, you're not going to be able to wear your Alabama gear, which is, you know, we've, we've all seen athletes on campus. That's a, That's a big part of their wardrobe, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I think I think like team gear is probably most of the clothing that these guys have. I mean, it's comfortable. It's everyday I, wear. If I if they if I was given free clothes every day of every year pretty much, that's all I would wear too.
2: Exactly. So but you would be risking quite a bit because your TikToks, your Instagrams, your YouTube channels, all that can be monetized now, which means any video can be monetized, any photo can be monetized. And if you get something monetized with a script A in it, you're opening yourself up to problems. See, so that, that's an avenue where three days ago, didn't really consider it, thought that would probably be a, a baseline decision for most places, but now Florida's kind, you know, Florida's done something that says, hey, that kind of makes a little bit of sense. Just make it to where every athlete has to ask permission to use a copyrighted image instead of shutting down the possibility of using said copyright image ever. There's, there's, it's going to take time. Macro evolution is, is not a flawless process. And this is that on a, on a grand scale, the likes of which we've never seen. So we're going to see some, some schools and some States pull up some positive thoughts and positive action when it comes to name, image, and likeness and others not do so well. Now, all that to say, I think what Alabama has together in their law is perfectly fine. Uh in the next segment I'll kind of list off some of the major points of what they do uh so that we're aware of it come next week because the biggest thing is knowing what Alabama has knowing what the Crimson Tide athletes are permitted to do and restricted from doing. Uh keeping up with what all 1100 schools or all 50 states do good luck. Uh I ain't really here to do it. I'm here to <laughs> I'll see what other places do differently when it comes up, but that's that's a lot. Uh, and and at the end of the day, what we're hoping is going to happen is that it's going to just mesh together, it's going to gel together, and it's going to work out. Uh, but this is a situation where the NCAA made it very, very difficult to get to that point. At what point? Tyler Martin said this yesterday when we had him as a guest here on the show. At what point do you even cease to to need the NCAA? What good are they now? Because now we've just put every bit of power into the schools. We put every bit of power into the states and their legislature to, to figure out what they want to do. And the NCAA has no say so. And now when the when the rules cross path, when when an NIL violation. Or a recruiting violation. If there's a gray area there, the NCAA is going to be out of position to figure out what they need to do. the The government is going to be out of position to understand what they need to do because they have bigger things going on than than making sure that athletes get get compensated fairly and humanely. You're, the NCAA has probably shot this thing in the foot from the get go, and it's going to be it's going to take a long healing process to heal that hole it, it it's it's very flabbergasting that the NCAA would surrender this opportunity to solve this problem especially when for so long there have been arguments for this that that makes sense there's logical ways to attack this and the NCAA itself has had over six months to formulate a plan and execute it knowing that for most of that time, that on July first, the NCAA's world would change. And instead they stood idle. And instead they they, you know, hung Mark Emmert out to dry to make him public enemy number one and and allowed for this to to transpire the way that it has. So understand if you're somebody that's against NIL, understand that not everybody that's for NIL is particularly happy with the way that this is this has come about. There are positives to glean from it. There are some negatives to glean from it, but overall, it's a big mystery. It's a bigger mystery now than I think it was even a couple of days ago, where it was like, oh, you know, any day we could understand exactly what this is going to be. Well, now it's it's so open to interpretation from millions of people that are in charge of of any type of of ruling on how to handle this for for athletes across the country. That, that it makes it very difficult to digest and understand just what the NCAA has gotten itself into. Now, don't don't misunderstand me. Don't think that I'm saying, oh, we messed up. We got to go back. We got to fix the timeline. No, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. Because these players, at the end of the day, regardless of where they're at, are going to get theirs, and that's what they deserve. That's That was the end goal from the beginning. But because the NCAA laughs in the face of having structure and and creating an environment that works and that is logical and is easily understood by the public, they've created their own monster in terms of allowing governments to to, to help determine the playing field in college athletics by allowing schools to see where others have messed up and create for themselves a rule book that works. So when it comes down to it, we just have to play the waiting game and see how things mesh together. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm about sick and tired of the NCAA making us wait to understand things instead of solving these problems. You're a multi-billion dollar industry and you, you had to have known that this was coming for a long time before it became a prominent issue. Something should have already been on the table long, long ago. And yet here we sit questioning and wondering what the future holds for college athletics. Not that it's going to be broken. It will not be broken. The NCAA will step in before they lose a dime. But at the very least, the understanding of, of what's going to drive players to decide where to go to school. While education takes a backseat very often to athletics right now for many student athletes, and while name, image, and likeness should play, it should. It absolutely should. You should capitalize on your marketability 100%. Any sane human being should do that, but at the end of the day, there's gonna be there's gonna be a handful of people out there that are gonna say, "Well, I've always wanted to go to Georgia, but their their nil rules are are flabbergasted. Like their nil rules are unAmerican. <laughs> like I I don't I don't want to do that, and then they have to go somewhere else. Now I'm not gonna feel bad. Like I said. Not gonna feel bad. There's there's a lot of a lot of students that that make bad decisions and or are forced into decisions that they would 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 rather avoid when it pertains to going to school because of the the confusion of it all. You're a brand new adult trying to, to traverse this this weird landscape. I did it. I made all the mistakes and and came out on the other side. So I'm not gonna feel bad. But at the same time, this. All of these situations point back to the NCAA deciding not to handle this rather than what this is at the beginning. The problem lies with the NCAA, not with NIL. We'll take a break. We'll come back and continue the discussion. Welcoming your phone calls on the Peter Brook Chocolatier Studio Hotline, 205-342-9904. I'm Jacob Harrison filling in for Travis Ryer here on Southern Fried Sports on Tide 100.9. Touchdown! Alabama wins! the Alabama, Alabama football, football countdown, countdown
0: clock is driven by, by Crawford insurance Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer call 752-6489 for a free quote today there are there are there are 71 days until Alabama football Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. For this afternoon, expect partly cloudy and warm conditions across the area. Afternoon highs topping out around 87. Tonight, fair skies with an overnight low of 68. And for your Friday, partly cloudy, a small chance for a shower or storm. Daytime high, 88 degrees. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app.
2: You ready for some breaking and equally disappointing news all in one go? JT Tui Maloow has canceled his visit to Alabama today. JT says, I'm going to focus on the other four schools I visited, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, and USC.
1: He's going to Ohio State.
2: It would appear that way. Uh, I know that uh, Washington, you know, is is close to, to home, um, and and you know, obviously, you know, Washington rosters a lot of Pacific Islanders. Uh, it's just a feeling I've had for a while now, and after getting back from my official visit to Oregon, we decided not to take the trip to Alabama. I'm going to focus on the four schools I visited, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, and USC. So what's what's kind of odd to me, and Mason, you you asked this earlier, and I kind of brushed you off, because uh, naturally, if you can get the number one guy, you get the number one guy. You make room for him. Nobody cares. Uh, that being said, maybe maybe you were on to something that that he there was no space or there wasn't a logical way maybe playing time plays a big role if he's going to be a down lineman playing time is hard to come by for defensive lineman here at Alabama if he was gonna be an edge rusher we're pretty stacked there too who knows maybe it was a space issue
1: yeah I mean it, it it's it's a weird situation it's you know I mean I've, obviously we've seen a lot of stuff about him being predicted to go to Ohio State for a while but it it always you know it, it never felt like Alabama was out of the conversation at all but uh evidently <laughs> here comes today and we are out of the conversation so i don't really know what happened it's kind of hard to tell i it seems like it it had to have been something to do with you know maybe he didn't like the situation that he would have been going into at Alabama felt more comfortable elsewhere but it's it's definitely interesting
2: What's shocking, like, we were talking about this. We talked about this a lot during uh, the Gary Harris show behind the scenes. I, the confidence that he had, first of all, to to wait like this. Uh, I mean, he better not be a bust, is all I'm saying, because otherwise it's going to shine as arrogance rather than confidence. But the, the confidence that he had to shine, to, to, to sit through COVID and say, I'm going to take my official visits. And then I will make my decision. He's got five official visits lined up and he only takes the first four. And, you know, like, like Gary Harris said the other day, you want to be the first, you want to be the last or, or, uh, or maybe that was Tyler Martin that said it. You want to be the first, you want to be the last. Who would have thought if you were going to be the last, last team to host JT Tui him and put on the best impression for him, you wouldn't even get the opportunity. He's 6'4 half, two hundred and seventy 270 pounds, and would make one of the most ferocious pass rushers in the SEC, day one. Instead, he's going to do that for the Big Ten or the Pac-12.
1: Yeah, it's really weird. You talked about his confidence, or at least what seemed like confidence, with him waiting this long. It doesn't seem like someone that confident, you know, would be the kid to say, "Oh, well, I guess I'm probably not going to play at Alabama, I might as well not even go." You know, it's it's just weird. He doesn't. He definitely does not seem like the kid, you know, to to cancel a visit because of, oh, I might not play there or something.
2: Right. So that's what makes it so so weird. Is because it was upstanding to say no i'm gonna wait i'm gonna take my visits it's it you know it's the right thing for me to do and and I respect that and I acknowledge that like that's that's impressive uh but and to get through the first four and then come to the last one you know we're all excited we're all ready to go and let, you know let's see what what Alabama is able to pull off for jt Tui and 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 now it's uh now it is not happening j t two and canceling his visit with the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, the two, four, seven sports crystal ball advantage does go to the Ohio state Buckeyes. Um, but it was still, it was, it was kind of a neck and neck, you know, read there on two, four, seven sports, uh, between Ohio state and Alabama. So for it to, it it really does come out of nowhere that he doesn't want to play at Alabama. But that's the thing, though. I've said this before concerning quarterbacks. If there's a guy already there and he's young, don't bother. You're not going to take the job away from a proven commodity. Now, if you're willing to go and work on your craft until it is your time, then fine, but don't get upset and transfer after year one because you didn't win the job. That's not how college sports works. That's not how coaching works. You go with experience. You go with what you know. You don't just, you, you don't sit a guy who won 12 games the year prior for the next five-star quarterback that you brought in because you bring him in every other year. That's what I said about Justin Fields, but it's completely different when there's more than one position to be had on, on the defensive line. There's a rotation and on the edge, there's a rotation on the edge the gap between will anderson and everybody else is why he stays on the field chris allen still rotates a, a tad bit but his leadership keeps him on the field as well but behind them is still a ton of question marks i mean there's there's good players back there that i'm i'm not i'm not nearly as concerned when will anderson and chris allen are gone as i was heading into last season uh as far as that position goes but like Alabama started three five-stars last year. Will Anderson, Drew Sanders, Chris Braswell. All all, all, all of them were five-star edge rushers. Only one has stood out so far because it's only been one year, and he had a COVID training camp and a COVID spring. There was no way to overcome that. So for me, it's, it's shocking that a five-star doesn't want to step in in a, in a spot where you can work your way into the rotation and eventually get on the field and take the job. You're not going to take it for Will Anderson. You're not going to take it from Chase, uh, from Chris Allen right out of the gate. But when it comes to next year, when we're looking for somebody to, to be on the opposite side of Will Anderson, that spot's there for the taking. You can, you can win that job over Drew Sanders and over Chris Braswell and over Des Moines Kennedy and all these other guys that come off the edge. And then the year after that, there's another spot open after Will Anderson. Like the the way that other positions work is different from the way that quarterback position works. So to me, you know, when you got the chance to bring these guys in, like you're not you're not gonna not do it, <laughs> especially with the guys the the top player in the country. Like you you make the space and you challenge the rest of the team to keep him from taking a job. Not the other way around. Similar to Jalen Armour Davis, we bring in the number one corner, uh, number one player in the state, wildly popular kid. But Jalen Armour Davis steps up and says, "You ain't just walking in here and taking my job, guy. I'm gonna be the uh, the corner opposite of Josh Job. He can wait his turn. That's how Josh, how how Jalen Armour Davis, uh, handled the situation. So like, it's not always that cut and dry. Like things happen unexpectedly." Uh, but but this one this one tops it. This one tops it. Jt Tui Maloau has canceled his visit with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Crystal Ball says he should pick Ohio State, but he shall focus on Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, and USC. Wild stuff. Your reactions, your thoughts on Jt Tui Maloau denying the Alabama Crimson Tide and or the name image and likeness situation befalling the college athletics world 205-342-9904 on the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Hotline. My name is Jacob Harrison filling in for Travis Ryer here on Southern Fried Sports. Tide 100.9 your home for Alabama sports.
0: (laughs)
2: has been a whirlwind of bad news surrounding your boy here. David DeCastro was cut by the Steelers yesterday, meaning that the Steelers are replacing four of their five offensive linemen. And the fifth is switching positions from right tackle to left. And now this the number one player in the country was set to come to Alabama this weekend and canceled his visit today about 20 minutes ago JT2maloau canceled his visit to Tuscaloosa with Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide saying it's just a feeling I've had for a while now and after getting back from my official visit to Oregon we decided not to take the trip to Alabama. And he's says he's going to focus on the four schools. I visited Ohio state, Oregon, Washington, and USC. What's interesting is the crystal ball says that to him should pick Ohio state, but he says after his Oregon visit is when he decided, uh, to cancel his visit to Alabama. Now we know firsthand here, uh, with, uh, with Tanner Bailey, the quarterback at Gordo, uh rising senior quarterback, four star in uh next year's class. He took his visit out to Oregon, came home, thought about it, committed. Uh said that that Mario Cristobal and that staff uh made him feel important, made him feel like he was he was very much wanted, and everything kind of just fell into place, and that's the way he wanted it. Uh now, we know that, that Oregon is no scrub. Oregon can get talent. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau might be one of the best, if not the best, pass rushers in the country right now. I'd, I'd challenge very heavily with Will Anderson. That dude's a freak. All, all bias aside side. Kayvon Thibodeau is pretty good.
1: Could you imagine if he had come to Alabama?
2: <laughs> you, Matt, yeah. Good God. For- for just a split second, will you imagine Will Anderson lining up opposite Kayvon Thibodeau? Okay, since that's not reality <laughs> at the very least, you know, you can go back to Deion Jordan. Like they've they've had talent go through Oregon on the defensive side of the ball. Eric Elbert. Uh I mean they've they've got they've got a history there. It's not it's not for nothing. But when it comes down to it, what's what's interesting is is the fact that Mario Cristobal he's a great coach and he's a damn good recruiter and Oregon is is consistently right there on the precipice of dominating the Pac-12 like they're they're I mean, they're that close they should have done it when they had Justin Herbert they weren't able to get over the hump lost some weird games but it really would not shock me based off of what he said there Oregon being that last visit. That's going to really help Oregon's chances there. I would not be su- surprised if JT 2 Malo ended up a duck. To be perfectly honest. Uh, still though, it's a bizarre turn of events for him to have canceled this trip altogether. And what's really wild is is that NIL wasn't something that that could have possibly impacted this decision at all Alabama is the only state out of all of these that that has a law in place if my memory is serving me correctly and I believe that it is uh so Ohio State Oregon Washington California those are all those are all states that that don't have something that will take effect July 1st so at the very least and and, and and in any case they don't have something lined up for you to take a look at right now and say like oh this is what they're going to do this is exactly what the plan is so he's still a 2021 prospect through and through in that regard where he's making the decision without the the crystal ball as it were on what the situation will be with NIL so
1: as of Ju- June 22nd Oregon has joined the I'm just reading this. Oregon has joined the growing list of states to have passed laws prohibiting the NCAA and educational institutions from prohibiting student athlete monetization of name, image, and likeness. So
2: they do have something on the table ready to go. I
1: do not think that like the university has done anything. You know, like Alabama right. and Florida have. But as far as uh, as far as it looks, it seems like the state has the laws state in has.
2: Place. Well, the NCAA can't stop anybody. So that that's merely a formality, from the sounds of it. Uh, but regardless. You're still in a you're still in a weird spot where where I was impressed with his with his willingness to handle this exactly the way he wanted to, and that and I'm not blaming him like I'm not like discouraged or for, you know from his character or anything like that. It's just it's really bizarre for him to have stayed on that course all the way up until the final day and then say, "Nah, guys, I'm out." Not not going to Tuscaloosa. I ain't going to hang out with the Rednecks. <laughs> like <laughs> just just a a shocking turn of events. But we'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep you posted on it. Uh there will be news on it on Tide109.com very soon as well. Of course, uh, the Jay Barker show, which follows this one, Ryan Fowler show, the game, after that at two. We'll, uh, we'll discuss this in heavy detail as well as more information continues to come out. <clears throat> and then uh, the kiddos on Tide tonight, led up by Mason Woods, we'll, uh will discuss it as well too, I'm sure. So uh, plenty of information for you concerning JT Tui Maloau and his decision to cancel his visit, which was the last of five between Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, and USC. He cancels his visit with Alabama and will not be committing to the Crimson Tide, they are off the table. uh, And I would say that it would probably be between Ohio State and Oregon now to land his services. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll look at the Alabama law for name, image, and likeness so that we all have an opportunity to understand what exactly the Crimson Tide, as well as Auburn, as well as Troy, South Alabama, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, uh, yeah, I didn't miss any. I didn't miss any. Sanford? Sanford, Jacksonville State. I did miss a few. Shame on me. But so that we have an idea, UAB, what those schools have to go through moving forward uh, as far as name, image, and likeness compensation goes. We'll be right back. I'm Jacob Harrison filling in for Travis Ryer right here on Southern Fried Sports Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9,
0: Tuscaloosa weather. For this afternoon, expect partly cloudy and warm conditions across the area. Afternoon highs topping out around 87. Tonight, fair skies with an overnight low of 68. And for your Friday, partly cloudy, a small chance of a shower or storm. Daytime high, 88 degrees. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
2: news about 30 minutes ago jt tui maloow says he will not take his official visit to the university of alabama this weekend and the crimson tide are off the table if you need more information on that tide 109.com so in this final segment what i want to do is make sure that we all have an opportunity to fully understand what alabama what the Crimson Tide will be dealing with in their NIL, NIL laws. Alabama is one of the 10 states that has, has its own bill in place, one of, I believe, six or seven that will take immediate effect July 1st. So this time next week, Alabama athletics will be allowed to benefit from name, image, and likeness. Here are the rules and circumstances that they will have to abide by here in the state. So these rules, these guidelines as a part of this bill in the state of Alabama apply to all NCAA programs in the state. So Alabama plays on the same rules, same, same NIO rules as Auburn, as Troy, as South Alabama, UAB. Jacksonville State, Samford, Alabama State, Alabama A and M. Did I forget another one?
1: No, but just just so like I'm clear, so that so regardless of you know like Division One, Division, II, regardless of F or FBS versus FCS, I guess yeah, it's the same rules across the board in yeah. the state. Okay,
2: uh, so West Alabama, yeah. I mean, Faulkner, no shot. First Montevallo. All, first of all, you ain't getting nothing anyway, and I ain't gonna feel bad. But yeah so NCAA FBS FCS division 1 division 2 division 3 uh that that's who will find compensation so here we go it allows a college or university to, pro- to prohibit student athletes from entering into contracts with brands or companies in the following categories tobacco alcohol controlled substances adult entertainment casinos and entities that promote gambling activities as well as any entity or individual that negatively impacts or reflects adversely on the post-secondary educational institution or its athletic programs in the reasonable and good faith judgment of the specific colleges or university. So it's basically obscenity. You know it when you see it, you know that you are a student athlete and what you do reflects upon your team and upon the, the, the school, the brand, the script A The whatever, that's a common sense rule, right? Common sense rule number one, check. It requires student athletes to disclose proposed contracts to their colleges or universities for review prior to execution and receipt of any compensation. So the school has to know and approve every deal that is made that's where you're going to have people try to, to to skirt the lines and try to, to circumvent things. But you know, there's always going to be cheaters, but at the very least the common sense rule is that once you find a sponsorship, you find a deal, you find an endorsement, you find a camp that you want to do and you, work out exactly what you want to do and it does not uh, break the reasonable and good faith judgment of a specific college or university based off of the content of the endorsement or whatever, then the school has to properly approve the contract before whatever is on the table is done. And before whatever money is on the table is exchanged. These are basic Basic, basic guidelines. It allows college and universities to prohibit student athletes from entering into contracts that conflict with contracts held by the specific college or university. So again, Alabama right now, Nike school, probably not going to be able to get endorsed by Adidas and, and that go over too well. Not going to probably be able to get endorsed by Pepsi and that go over too well. Probably not going to be able to get sponsored by lays and that go over too well probably not going to be able to get sponsored by a barbecue joint that's not dreamland probably not going to go over too well the list goes on and on and on no conflicts of interest that is a basic common sense guideline
1: that's just that was another thing that i also had like wondered about kind of going into it was obviously alabama you know we're a nike school we have several sponsorships that are alabama specific and i I wonder how like the players with you know Say Will Anderson wants to go out and get an Adidas sponsorship, is that going to be allowed? You know,
2: I mean, I imagine he'd probably be able to do a commercial, but he wouldn't be allowed to. You know, he's
1: not going to be allowed. Is he going to be allowed to wear the stuff? You know, like because as far On as the I field, absolutely not. Yeah, because they have to wear only Nike exactly. if they're representing Alabama. Correct. Right. Yeah.
2: But say if if you were allowed to, and he's not. Uh, by by the way that that's understanding. Uh, you know if he's doing it workouts on instagram and he can't wear alabama gear but he wants to wear some sort of endorsement you know so that he makes even more money off of that that instagram video and say it was adidas you know then he could wear it there he just can't wear it on the field so it's yeah that's interesting there's a balance there that that's going to have to be found uh and and for lack of a better word exploited by players so that they can maximize their revenue I almost
1: wonder if that's kind of why Alabama is not going to allow the players to use the, you know, the, the script a and everything is to kind of open more doors to just being like, Hey, you're your own person. Go get your own deals. You don't have to rely on us for anything.
2: Yes. And no, like I agree with that. But then on the other hand, I'm like, well, there's, there's some athletes that, that do need the script A for the, for the help. Uh, you know, just that, that extra bit of, of boost. But as you said, It prevents student-athletes from entering into contracts that would require the use of any registered or licensed marks, logos, verbiage, or designs of their colleges or universities without the express written permission of the colleges or universities. I misread that before. The permission may include fees for the use by the college. I misread that before. So that was great. So actually, I've been feeding false information on the radio all morning. Good job, Jacob. I misread that before. Uh, So as long as you can get the permission of the school uh, and you may have to pay a fee. It's not, it's not against it. Uh, It's up to the college or the university by agreement of all parties. There is a chance that you could wear the, the marks logos, verbiage or designs of the Alabama Crimson Tide in some capacity. If you are able to get the uh, the rights to do so, I will say though, Alabama has come after people for making cookies with script A's on them before. uh, So, Tread lightly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that I think they will probably um, extort anyone trying to use the script A for as much money as they can get out of it. Right.
2: Uh, I, I would not be shocked if it didn't come with a fee. Uh, my apologies for having read that incorrectly the first time. Uh, the first time I read through this, I, I skimmed through it while I was on the air, and I screwed up. It happens. It precludes colleges and universities from compensating their student athletes for use of their NIL, including as a recruiting in, inducement or a reward for participation or performance. Can't use name and image and likeness as a recruiting tactic. Who knew? Who'd have thought of it? It prevents colleges and universities, their officers, directors, and employees, along with sponsors and boosters, from compensating or directing compensation to student athletes or their families for use of their NIL. So along with sponsors and boosters. So you ain't going to have no Yellowwood sponsors at Auburn you ain't going to have no dreamland sponsors here at Alabama neither though. And you also can't conflict with the sponsorship existing between Dreamland and Alabama either. So I mean, the the avenues for compensation appear narrow on, on from a broad sense when you kind of think about the relationships between schools and what they've already got going on, but at the very least, a lot of things that have been concerns are wrapped up right here for Alabama. Already, no no worries at all. It requires colleges and universities to conduct financial literacy, life skill programming for student-athletes. They've already done that, uh, and they continue to do that through the Advantage. So there you have it. Those are the guidelines and rules that the Alabama Crimson Tide, the Auburn Tigers, the UAB Blazers, Troy Detroit Trojans, South Alabama Jaguars, Jacksonville State Gamecocks, Alabama State, Alabama A&M, West Alabama, all of them. That's what they have to go by going forward. Starting in the middle of next week, just while we're all on the same page. And luckily I read it cl- clearly this time. So I understand that you can possibly use a script a in your stuff. I'm, I apologize for that one last time. <laughs> I'm Jacob Harrison. It's been a blast filling in all week for Travis Ryer. He will be back next week for Southern fried sports starting at 11 AM on Monday. Join us. Uh, Throughout the day, Jay Barker show is coming up next. The game with Ryan Fowler tied tonight at 6 as well. Saturday morning showdown tomorrow at 8 a.m. See ya. Have a good weekend.